Welcome to Money and Mindset with Bright and Brian, where we balance financial advice with positive psychology to help create more happiness around your mind and money. Each episode, we give practical advice on managing not just your finances, but your outlook as well. I'm Bright Dixon, your resident student and practitioner of positive psychology, and I'm here with Brian Ford, my favorite expert on financial wellness. Today, we're going to dig into our individual relationships with money. We'll look back at our family history with finances, pick apart how that shaped our beliefs about money, and then we'll talk tips on how to steer your own relationship with money to create a more positive mindset that leads to a healthier, happier life. Brian, you ready for this? Heck yeah, let's go. So Brian, we're talking about money mindsets today. And we know that mindsets about money and many other aspects of life really begin to form early on. So I'm curious, growing up, what was your relationship with money and how did that experience shape your habits? Yeah, I remember when I was young, maybe seven or eight years old back in the day growing up in the 80s. I just remember being at a donut shop one time. You know, donuts were like 80 cents and I asked my dad for some money to to buy one. He ended up giving me like 20 bucks and he's like, keep the change. And, and this wasn't an isolated occurrence. I mean, this this was pretty common for me and my four siblings, and it went on for a while. And right, you might be thinking right now, like, what what's he talking about? Like, why is this a problem? <laughs> like, isn't this awesome? Like, his dad's just like hooking him up. But I grew up thinking we were rich, and unfortunately, there's a few problems that began to arise. Besides creating kind of a sense of entitlement in me and not fully understanding the true value of hard earned money. I realized when I became a teenager that my dad was stressed about money, like a lot, and he didn't have much in the way of savings. I I started to see that over time, the stress caused relationship issues with my mom and my dad, in addition to money problems with my siblings. And so I was frustrated that for years, in my mind, we kind of wasted our money on things that weren't important to our family, to the detriment of our relationships. I'll tell you, right, as I was thinking about this podcast today, I I hesitated sharing some of this information, some of this personal side of my background, mainly because how much I love and respect my dad. I mean, to my dad's credit, he, he was raised in a trailer home in Idaho. He was the first to go to college in our family, and he did well for himself. And I think he simply wanted, you know, to spoil us a little bit. He's one of the most generous people I know. And looking back, I've got fond memories on my childhood. However, I'm not sure that this behavior started my relationship with money on the right foot. It's so interesting that we, you know, there's so much talk about relationships and we can talk about a lot of parts of relationships really easily, but it's hard for people to talk about money. And I totally sense where you're coming from on that hesitancy. Like I, I have that too, honestly, coming into this because this stuff is so personal and so complicated. Yep. I completely agree. I mean, we don't really speak openly about it very often. Yeah. Not only is it personal, but, you know, there's some stuff there that, you know, we don't want to hurt feelings, so to speak. Yeah. Sometimes there's some like unpleasant stuff in there, but it's important, right? Because if we're, if we're not sort of talking about it and processing it with other people, we know that these beliefs and messages we get really early on has a huge impact on money and what we do with our money and how we think about our money and all of that. And, you know, as we get into it, Brian, one thing I I do want to say is that like, when we're asking our listeners to dig deep into their own beliefs, stuff's going to come up that feels a little like we're 
asking you to kind of like bash your parents and that kind of thing. And that is not what's going on, right? So our assumption walking into this is that parents are always doing the best they can, right? Parenting is an extremely difficult thing to do and very complicated and resonates throughout the life of a child and the parent. And we just want to, we just want you guys to know as you're listening that we're not here to sort of pick apart your parents. What we're really trying to do is help you understand how did the messages that you got around money show up and turn into beliefs that you have around money? And then how do those beliefs then guide the relationship you have with money now? And for me, as I was thinking about this, what I was really thinking was like, man, like we never talked about money, right? Like it just wasn't a thing. Like I never heard my parents talking about finances and the message I got from that, right? Not, my parents never sat me down and said, right, we don't talk about money. I just got that message from not hearing them talk about money, right? It was my child's mind trying to make sense of it. Yeah. And that's what I got. Yeah, and that's not uncommon. I mean, I hear that when I'm out and about and, and teaching folks. And sometimes I even hear, well, we didn't talk about money, but if we did, that conversation always ended in an argument. And that almost is like double bad. Mm -hmm. It is. It's pretty crazy when we start to dig and, and think about where we get our thoughts and our mindset around money. Mm -hmm. Right. I, I would love to know, how do the messages we get growing up, how do they translate into adulthood? It's pretty complicated, but we're going to try and sort of break it down. So as kids, we all got messages from our environments, from our circumstances and whoever was present in our circumstances that over time develop into beliefs. So, so these are messages about all sorts of things. We're specifically talking about money today, but we get messages about relationships. We get messages about certain people. We get messages about all kinds of things, right? And those beliefs consciously or unconsciously guide our behavior. So it goes message and then it gets solidified into a belief. And then what we know is that what we believe we act on, right? So those beliefs turn into behavior. Mm. And for me, and Brian, you may be like this too, some of these beliefs just occur like chatter in my mind, right? So they're kind of always around and talking, but they're not necessarily voices that I should obey, right? Because they're not those messages that I got in childhood, while they may have been adaptive then, they're not adaptive and healthy for me as yes. a grown adult, yeah. right? So they, they change and um, they become kind of like scripts that we follow over and over and over until they're just kind of the way we are or they're just the way we behave. So since they're guiding our behavior, it really pays off to consciously understand what they're saying now that we're adults who are responsible for our own lives, right? So it's about bringing these beliefs into our consciousness and knowing what they are yep. and then like testing them to see if like, is that really accurate? And does that really apply to me? So Brian, you, you're very familiar with this kind of script idea. So how do these scripts affect our relationship with money? What do, what do they do? 
Yeah, I get to hear people's money scripts all the time just because I'm out and about speaking to large groups. People will come up to me afterwards and chat and I just, I, I hear these scripts quite often. So I'll start with a money script I hear quite a bit. And, and that is this. Sometimes I hear, well, money is like the root of all that's bad. Or sometimes I hear people with a lot of money are bad people. Mm. This is dangerous because now you're already starting off in a space that's uncomfortable around the subject of money. This kind of this negative space. Yeah, the vibes are bad. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's helpful for, for all of us to remember that money is simply an object. It's subject to our management. And the reality is money is just a tool at our disposal to do good or bad with. You know, if I've got a hammer, I can break a window or hurt someone, or I can use that same hammer and I can build a toy that makes a child happy mm -hmm. and, and maybe build a home that provides shelter for a family. Money is much the same way, simply a tool, which I think is helpful for me to think about, neither bad nor good. Right. There's this, there's this idea that we need to kind of get into some neutrality around our beliefs, right? That and, and get them a little, a little broader, I think, rather than these rules that we have to follow. Yep, totally. And another observation that I've made over the years is that money can unmask us as humans. It amplifies who we are. I've seen bad people who are able to express their bad behavior kind of on an elevated stage with more money. Mm -hmm. But I've seen far more good people amplify their goodness with money, which is cool. Mm. But I've just found that uh, as an observation as I've gone through and, and, and dealt with a lot of folks who have, who have done well with money or maybe had money. I mean, that rings true for me. I can, I can see that in people in my own life. Yep. And another money script that I often hear people say is, I'm not good with money. Uh, this more comes out more specifically kind of, I hear things like, I'm not a good saver. Like, that's just not who I am. I may have even heard this script from you a couple times in past Are we referring episodes. to my status as a financial ding-dong? Is that, no, is that what we're talking I, about? I'm just saying I heard you say something like that in the past. You know, I, I decided, Brian, thanks to your help, that I'm going to promote myself from financial ding-dong to financially curious. Okay. That's, that's what I'm going for. I'm curious. I'm digging it. I like it. I look, I like ding dongs. So I never <laughs> thought that was a negative thing to begin with. But with this script, this script may have simply come from hearing others say similar things. I mean, as humans, we love to talk about drama. We're sometimes attracted to drama. And so it might just, you know, we've heard this before, but I, I find this so interesting because what in the world does that have to do with you and me? Very little. But more often, I will say this script comes from a more legitimate source, which is our past money mistakes. We need to remember, though, that we all make mistakes with money and saving doesn't come natural for a lot of people. So we, we don't need to be too hard on ourselves there. Brian, is there such a thing as a positive or a healthy money script? Yeah, for sure. And I think it's important to realize that we can develop these healthy money scripts as well. I'll share a more personal money script that I'm grateful that I learned at an early age. You know, growing up, I had, I had close family members make good money, but they just never seemed to have much of it. And despite their high income, money was a pretty significant source of stress in their lives. But on the flip side, I was around other family members with much lower incomes, but with a greater amount of financial confidence and peace of mind. So 
a very simple manuscript that I developed out of observation and just my life experience is income is not everything when it comes to being happy with money. And I'm grateful for that one. It's something that I've kept with me. And, and since I've learned more about finance, I've realized that research actually substantiates my small little life experience there. You sound like you were an extremely observant child around these kinds of things. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly like what my mom would say growing up. They're like, oh my gosh, Brian, you notice these things. <laughs> I was the youngest of five children. So I kind of grew up in a household of adults. My two oldest brothers had already left the home by the time I was, you know, eight, nine years old. And then I had two sisters ahead of me in high school. And my mom was a, an English major and very well spoken and spoke to me like as if I was an adult from a very young age. So observing my siblings kind of grow up and the way they acted, I think had a pretty big impact on me growing up. I bet. Well, I, I, Brett, I wanted to know, is there a script around money that you've recognized and that you deal with? So one that I've recently been able to sort of pinpoint, I'm sure there are more out there, but there's one that says it's always impolite to talk about money. Mm. And therefore what happens to me when the topic of money comes up is, I mean, not always, but this is definitely a pattern is that I almost go into like fight or flight because for me, what it's, what that script says is like, if I engage and talk about money, I'm a bad person, right? Which is a very childlike, very black and white way to think about it. But it's, it's just hanging around there from kind of that silence my parents had around money. And, you know, now I have a podcast called Money and Mindset. So that's, you know, it's challenging. <laughs> I hadn't thought about that. Oh, my goodness. We've all got our stuff. Yeah. Well, what's nice is you're kind of rewriting that script almost you know, as we speak. Right. Literally as we speak. And I think it's interesting that people think it's impolite to talk about money. It's, it's, it's a part of all of our lives. Now I will say there's a nuance and a, a fine line between talking about one's income around other folks. Right. But when we drag in all of subjects around money and so forth into a reticence to talk about income, I think, you know, that's, that's not healthy at all. Right. We all have this in our lives. It's not something we can say that, well, that's not going to bother me. And I'm going to put that over there. Money seems to kind of weave its way into just about every portion of our life, including our relationships. Yeah. One of the ways that this came up for me early on in my adulthood was that I lived in New York. And in New York, because real estate's so crazy there, everyone is always asking other people what their rent is. And then you, you know, you get into calculating it by square foot. And then you're like, do you have a washing machine? You know, <laughs> all of this, like it's very, like it's just a very common conversation. And that, that was one sort of gateway for me to get a little more comfortable. So we all need to kind of get, get to know our money scripts, but also get comfortable being able to challenge them and change them. So yes. we've been talking about where all this comes from, those messages you got, the beliefs you created. But, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, it's likely that you're not a kid anymore. And if you are, like, good for you. Welcome. But most of us listening <laughs> here are, we're grownups, right? And as adults, we're responsible for not only our behavior, but also the beliefs that guide that behavior. So if you're finding that you have some scripts that for whatever reason are not working for you anymore, they're not benefiting you, 
it's time to look at shifting those beliefs, right? So this is a very grown-up thing to do, to shift a belief, but we can do it. You've got what you need. So Brian, what are some of the beliefs that we can cultivate that will really help how we behave around money? Like I think yours about income doesn't always mean a positive relationship with money. Like that's a really healthy belief. How do we cultivate some of those? Well, you know, we're more likely to change our behavior. First of all, when we feel good about the future, when we believe in our chances for success, too often we, we just give a lot of attention to what's wrong or what even might go wrong. I find that always interesting, but instead we can shift our focus on doing the right things so that we can expect things to go right. Hmm. And we can think and speak about the future optimistically and, and talk about what we can and will accomplish. And when I say speak and talk about the future, I'm not just talking about talking out loud to others. I'm also referring to our self-talk, the conversations we have, you know, with ourselves and our minds. Mm-hmm. And, you know, let's see if we can keep our outlook and our thoughts positive regarding our financial situation. So for example, here are a few things that we can say to ourselves about our financial future. Something like, I'm optimistic that I can improve my financial life or something as simple as I'm grateful for my job. Mm. I have control over my money. Saving and investing feel good because I look forward to living my dreams or something like my financial life is on track. And these are just a, a few simple examples, but I'm curious, right? Do you have any beliefs around money that you've cultivated that have been useful in your adult life? Like something that's actually, Hey, it's something that you've done and worked on that served you well. I do. So I've been kind of working in this space on my own for a while, like really challenging those beliefs and it's not for the faint of heart, but it really pays off. So there are three things that I kind of repeat to myself over and over, particularly when I'm in those situations where my fight or flight response is kind of triggered. So they are, I am responsible, I have choice, and I can change. Hot dang. Yeah. I like that. Thank you. Am I am I getting the notes to this podcast? <laughs> this is good. And the last one, I mean, all three of them, like they, they, they're challenging to me, even though they're very simple, they're challenging to me. But that last one... I can change is really like precious to me. And, and because it's essentially the way that I talk to myself about growth mindset, right? Just this simple idea, I can change. And it's simultaneously kind of the scariest to me, but also the, the belief that gives me the most hope for the future. Yeah. That's interesting. Why is it scary? And, and also on the flip side, what is it about that 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 gives you hope? It's scary to me because the I can change then opens the door to like, okay, well, what, right? Change Mm. what and how? And, you know, for even though I think of myself as a person who likes change, when it comes up and it's very clear that I need to do something, just that situation can be scary because it's it's almost like I'm going to change a part of my identity. Yeah. You know, even if it's like change my identity from financial ding dong to like, I'm financially curious, right? Like, it's shifting the way I see myself, but it gives me hope because, you know, it means that I'm pretty much investing myself and creating a better future for the future bright, right? Whoever she is, whatever she's up to, I'm really, I'm really able to use that belief. I can change 
to push myself into changing. Because I, you know, I, like most people, can be a little change averse. Yeah. And that makes sense now that you're talking about it. As you were chatting too, I was like, man, change is kind of scary yeah. because change implies that something's wrong. But I mean, again, that's me kind of being in my fixed mindset. If I kind of break out of that, I'm like, look, I'm always changing. And yes, I've got to change. I need to improve. I've got to continue to learn. And I, and I see kind of the hopeful side of that as well. It's good stuff. I like it. Yeah. So once we start to shift our beliefs, right? the behavior that goes along with that updated, new, fresh belief, that behavior will likely follow, which brings up the question of how do we act on these more helpful new beliefs? So Brian, as our financial expert, what are some behaviors and habits that people should cultivate in order to create that more conscientious relationship with money? Like what do we do? You're right. Shifting our beliefs, creating new money scripts. It's a good first step, but you know, now we need to back these beliefs up with our, with our choices. And just like you were talking about, um, right earlier in the podcast, we have a choice. We can change. And so here's what I suggest. Start by picking one of your new money scripts. For example, I'm a good saver because by the way, most people are not great savers. So if you're listening to this, look, you're in, you're in good company, but there's a lot of good savers out there that, that started out by saying, look, I, I'm not very good at it. I've never really done it and, and so forth, but it just starts by shifting again. So start with that kind of, uh, that new money script. I'm a good saver and take action to support that new belief, set up a new savings account, something fun you want to save for, for a major purchase, maybe nickname it vacation 2022, whatever, or the specific place you're going to go is even better. But set that account up and save first and then set up an automatic payment and you'll be automatically saving towards that goal. And by taking that action, this will reinforce the belief and it will build financial momentum. And so really, it's you can do that with any money script. You can change it, take action. And then again, as you do that more often, it'll just continue to build momentum. You'll be going faster and faster. And before you know it, you are not a financial ding dong. You're not even curious. You're like kicking some tail. <laughs> and that's how it works. Just kind of one by one. Yeah. It's so interesting how like when you take the behavior, right, it reinforces the belief, right? Just over and over and over again. And, you know, as I think about myself and given my sort of historical beliefs about it being impolite to talk about money, I think that one place that I can grow is to talk to more people about like my money, right? And and so it's not just not just talking about money in general, but talking about my situation. But I, I want to make sure those are people I really trust and respect in general, yes. but also particularly about finances. And I think that can give probably give me some more freedom around this topic, a little more wiggle room. And I would be willing to bet that it would strengthen some of my relationships too. I think that's an interesting point, right? You know, how money affects our relationships if only we had a little bit more time to talk about that and that leads us right into our next episode so next time we'll talk more about money and relationships specifically love and money are you financially compatible with your significant other how do you find out if you're compatible if you're dating someone and if you're not compatible if things aren't going well how do you get on the same page it is sure to get pretty interesting spicy Ha, 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 ha.
Hey, thanks for joining us uh, for this episode of Money and Mindset with Bright and Brian. If you enjoyed our chat today, we'd, uh, we'd love for you to subscribe or drop a rating or a review in your podcast channel of choice or share it with your friends and family. We are Bright and Brian, and we'll see you next time. don't forget, we have an entire website dedicated to demystifying your financial life. Go to truest.com slash money and mindset and pick a topic you need help with. There's a little nugget of wisdom for everyone, no matter where you are in life. It might just change the way you think about money.